the Dark Side. I'm your host, Brianna. I'm Dyson. This is Dark Adaptation. to you? Has the air quality fucked you up? No, I'm doing voices. It's a new element for the show. Okay, so you think you can maintain that this whole episode? <laughs> that sounds like a challenge to me. And you know what? I don't back down from a challenge, brother. I don't back down. Okay. I mean, I... Okay. This hurts a lot. You look severely constipated doing that voice. I can feel my face getting redder. <laughs> You're gonna pop. Your face is getting redder, and when you talk like that, you don't have a neck. I don't need a neck, brother. All I need is some fucking... That's it? Some fucking? Oh, it's spa. <laughs> what? I panicked. <laughs> So, uh, before we continue, are you going to... That's your challenge? You gonna t- I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I can already feel my throat fucking seizing. I thought that you, you had just totally succumbed to the terrible air quality, thanks oh, to all the wildfires. It's just fucking p- people like me up. You know when they go like, oh, fuck, there's too many people, we need like a plague. I take it back because it turns out I'm one of the people that gets taken out by the plague. (laughs) It's the wildfires that got me. (laughs) The plague of the wildfires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. We're approaching the time of year when you get sick for three months, so Mm -hmm. maybe maybe that'll be it. it. You should probably start making a will, just so I know what to do with you. There's like a free one online you can fill out. Do that. that. All right, so welcome to episode 62. (laughs) Chosen for you. For you, by you? Nope. By you, for you. Sort of. Because, like, I just asked our Instagram followers what uh, type of spooky topic they wanted to hear about this week, and the majority of people answered um, a haunted place. So that's what I've got this week. Oh, sick. I love haunted places. Yeah. So I chose this one uh, for a number of reasons. And then as I was researching... I was kind of like, huh, is this, this is it? This is it? This is all haunted? <laughs> so, you know, let's just see where this ride takes us. All right. Okay. <laughs> I had already started doing a bunch of writing and then I was like, well, fuck. All right. Well, it is what it is. You get what you get. It's some um, dark history. Yeah. That's, it's a dark history slash semi-haunted place. I love those. This is like one of the first ones I ever did. Yeah. Yeah. Parliament Hill. You guys just got like 99% history and a few ghosts in there. It was a good episode, though, because you, you like wrote it and it was like, so well written and it was very vivid. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. Yeah. Thanks. That's, that's our fucking show. Yeah. You want to hear some dark history? Stay if you want. Yeah. I, but like, please stay. Yeah. <laughs> please stay. We love you. Don't leave. So today we're going to go to a place that we have not gone to yet. France. Ew. Specifically. (laughs) 
Paris. Mm. Dyson, what do you think about when you think about Paris, France? Rude waiters. Wow. I was like, am I wrong? Is he going to say the city of love, the city of lights? No, rude, ra- rude waiters. And no, actually, I've never been to France, so I have no firsthand experience. But um, when I was looking up places in France, because we're planning a trip for mm-hmm. next year, so I've been looking at tons of places in Paris specifically, so many reviews of places are how rude the waitresses and the waiters are. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, the food was fine, I guess, but oh my God, what a bitch. (laughs) But then again, if you're like constantly traveling and you're going to Paris and stuff, you might be kind of like a hoity-toity. Yeah, I also think it's just a French (laughs) translation thing. I mean, It's a lot more terse of a language. I personally don't care because my whole life, all I've heard is like that I kind of sound like a bitch or that people thought I was a bitch until they got to know me. So I'm not really worried about thinking waiters are assholes because i'll just be like what that's just how they come across why are you taking their face personally huh yeah yeah <laughs> so what do you actually think about seriously rude waiters i mean clearly that's I think the first of thing the, that said. i think of uh notre dame notre dame not notre dame mm-hmm. i think of um the eiffel tower and i think of uh l'arc, l'arc de triomphe is that, de, is that right? Arc de Triomphe, yeah. Triomphe. Triumph. Fucking rocking. The Arc de Triomphe. Rocking Canadian band right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's Canada's not. Canada's answer to journey. No. <laughs> we didn't even need a journey. <laughs> we weren't even going anywhere. <laughs> cool. That's pretty on par. Mm-hmm. Rude Waiters is fucking hilarious. And that's croissants. The... Croissants. Yeah. That's the fu- the funniest thing ever is that you're like rude waiters. Yeah. Um. Do you know what I think about? What do you think about France? Parody. The catacombs. Ooh. Yeah. The little underground tunnels. Oh, just one or two, you know. Oh, okay. What do you? What else do you know about the catacombs besides them being underground tunnels? Um, I know about the mythology with the bull, with the matador. What matador? Whoa, what? Or it might not be. Maybe it's not the French catacombs, though. But I do remember I was like, there was Whoa, like. Whoa, I did not see There was like about some that. mythology about. Um, someone's going to know this and be like, you fucking idiot. It's a different catacomb. But you know what? I don't know that, okay? I don't you know what? think well. Anyway, it's a, it's a half bull, half man that's under the. Like in the catacombs, and he was like cursed into it i forget what is it that is. what a matador of, is not a matador it's definitely not a matador i was like that's the ones with the i forget what <gasps> toro, it's called toro. fuck me i forget what they're called minotaur. but you guys minotaurs that's it <laughs> yeah there was like some like greek or roman myth about it yeah a little bull dude running around and he was like right after you said people are gonna be like you're a fucking idiot and you're saying there's a legend a little of the matador, matador running around yeah he's just gonna just, oh you know what <laughs> That'd be a great movie. What was the what was the movie where they did that with the catacombs and the bull? As above, so below. Yeah, imagine that, but it was just a matador, like well, a little that... small man. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I have to watch that movie again. Yeah. Um, was there? Wow, that's so wild because that is in Paris. As above, so below is the Paris catacombs. Yeah. And I didn't even come across nothing about a minotaur. 
Yeah, there's a whole thing about a minotaur as part of a Greek, like a I think it's a Greek myth, or a and myth, I don't maybe. know though if it's Paris catacombs though. That's it might true. be because it's it's a whole thing is about a maze, like yeah. he was in a maze. I mean, the catacombs under Paris are a fucking labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't even think people should get on your case if they're like wrong fucking catacombs, idiot. Because <laughs> while I guy doesn't even know his catacombs. Well, while I was researching and watching different videos, YouTube compilations and stuff of like scariest Paris catacombs stories or legends, hauntings, whatever. There were mm-hmm. so many videos that included, you know, myths about like the haunted little girl and the ghost girl and stuff. But that's from, um, Od- I think it was Odessa, which is a famous catacomb under the Ukraine, somewhere in oh yeah, Ukrainian, and, uh, yeah, and it was under like, the Ukraine. It was I mean, to protect them against under invasion. the ground somewhere in Ukraine. Yeah. So it's normal that people get them all mixed up because there's actually catacombs all over the place even in france there's multiple ones yeah they're fucking sick though i remember hearing about the ukraine ones because they were like uh talking about oh what what happens if they invade like this part of the city and they're like man it'll be so crazy because they're just gonna go into the catacombs mm-hmm. and it's like Phew. it's fucking sick though yeah like catacombs I'm- are are fucking sick but they're also terrifying oh they're terrifying yeah. and i'll tell you all about it you ready to, to get started with some history yep <laughs> During Roman times, modern-day Paris was known as Lutetia Periziorum. Who the fuck is Lutetia? Lutetia. And she was Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Already fucking up this tree. (laughs) Sorry, what did I come in with? Matadors? (laughs) (laughs) The Legend of the Matador. (laughs) Would you not watch that movie, though? I'm committed Only to it. Only if it came from your mind. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be wild. <laughs> There's definitely like a love interest going to be in that story. That's a minotaur. And, yeah, but it was something wrong. Like, I get the fucking animal wrong. Oh my god, it's a liger. <laughs> oh, sick. Okay, so this region of Lutetia Pariziorum, I have to say it like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it was an ideal place for the Romans to build a settlement. It was swampy, but that means it was rich with limestone deposits. There were quarries all over the place, and the area was right on the Seine River, making it the perfect place, because then you can have trading posts along the river. You can use the river to travel. Mm -hmm. It's like... That's big. It was a beautiful spot. Underground tunnels and mines were created to extract the limestone, and the limestone was used f- to start building the settlement. And it means a Roman settlement. So they started with just like their modest dwellings. And then you have to, of course, have the aqueducts and baths, public yeah, we baths. Have all, we've all played Asian mythology. And an amphitheater. <laughs> all of the Roman classics from myth of mythology or whatever you just said. Asian mythology. Well, I've never played it. Oh. So sorry about that. Any matadors in it? <laughs> There are no matadors. Okay, I'm not going to beat that to death, but it was really funny. (laughs) So this was all built in the area of Lutetia known known as Left Bank. So they called this area Left Bank, Mm -hmm. which was south of the Seine River. So don't even get me started on that. (laughs) Naturally, when a place is populated, you need cemeteries, especially... During Roman times, when your life expectancy is like 25 to 33 years old. Oh, woof. And also, you looked that up, didn't you? 
what the the age range of course i looked at the yeah. life expectancy <laughs> i was like mm, cemeteries and then i was like thinking well it's because later on we, we learn about like some nasty ass bodies and shit that are totally like the black plague bodies oh so then i was ew, like yeah hmm so that life expectancy was fucking all over the place. Plus, we learned a lot about that in Paige's episode of The Grim Reaper. So make mm-hmm. sure you listen to that one if you haven't yeah. yet. Yeah. You fucking better. People are like, we already have. It's one of our favorites. And I'm like, same. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I was like, Roman times. This is the fucking like 300 BCE or I mean CE or AD, whatever the fucking Common it era, is. yeah. God damn or it. After- or not after death, it was, what was it? It's not AD anymore, it's CE common era. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like 300 CE. So yeah, I was like, yeah. how the fuck, did, how long do people live? And it's like, if you're 33, wow, you're old. Yeah. Anyway, so you need cemeteries. Okay. Because maybe you're only living to 25. Yeah, yeah. So Paris's earliest burial grounds were on the southern outskirts of the city. So we're going to fast forward through history a bit here. The 5th century rolled around. Mm-hmm. That's when the Roman Empire fell. Oh, whoops. Uh-oh. The Middle Ages were ushered in, bringing the Frankish invasion to former Roman empires. And because of this invasion, the settlement of Left Bank was abandoned, and the people moved across the river, so they went north, to Right Bank. Okay. Which... So, the, so Paris, as it was, got invaded by, like, a gaggle of Franks. Yeah. They all just flocked away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were like, uh... I hear a gaggle approaching. Let's leave left bank, which is south, and go north, which is right bank. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> and right bank was far less developed. It was, like, sort of developed, but it was still really swampy. And the area was known as Paris by this point. And settlements quickly formed, and as landowners filled in the marshlands, more limestone was needed to build much bigger buildings. Like, it's the Middle Ages now, so you have... People using limestone to build huge, extravagant cathedrals like the Notre Dame. Yeah. And other city buildings, like public buildings. And that means that you need to dig and build more tunnels and mines to keep getting in there and extracting the limestone. Mm-hmm. Again, when creating a settlement, you need cemeteries. So mm-hmm. in Left Bank, cemeteries were in designated spots around the city the outskirts of the city okay which is normal people wanted to bury their dead away from inhabited areas but in right bank when they moved north the cemeteries were put in the center of the city which is very abnormal yeah that is strange the most central was a cemetery around the church of the holy innocents and the cemetery very cleverly called holy Innocents cemetery wow was started in the 5th century, so 400 mm-hmm. CE. Mm-hmm. That's so old. That's very fucking old. And by the 12th century, 1100, it had been Paris's primary cemetery. Okay. That's a long time. Yeah. That's hundreds of years of using this place as a cemetery. Mm-hmm. So by this point, the 1100s, urban expansion was well on its way and the population in Paris was growing. And this means the city was spreading to suburban locations, specifically south, back across the river to where that much earlier settlement of Left Bank had been, meaning the city was expanding right above those old tunnels, limestone mines, the wells, the quarries, everything that had been going on underground. Mm -hmm. And as we know, these tunnels at this point 
they're fucking ancient in 1100, let alone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they're uncharted at this point in 1100 and often illicit. People kind of just went and helped themselves. So it was impossible to know exactly where the tunnels were unless you sought them out or you found them by accident. So the constant excavations on already weakened ground was just asking for these buildings to sink or collapse when the ground gave way. Oh. Um, Especially because there's believed to be seven levels of underground tunnels. Pardon? That go hundreds of feet underground. That is actually just introducing another layer that is worse than the first layer, which is just a very large labyrinth. Yeah. I hate that. Like, that fuck it, you're telling me it's not just a labyrinth? There's like essentially seven? There's essentially seven layers yeah. of labyrinths that can, and even to this day, it's come not completely known yeah i was just it's thinking that when you were impossible to chart it all yeah when you were talking about it you're like oh it's for f- like 1400 to 1100 400 like, or yeah sorry 400 to 1100 and starting even early like not even the paper records no. would be something that you could preserve and look through properly no because like imagine that you've kept it kept it alive that long you can't even fucking touch it because it'll just degrade <laughs> yeah <laughs> Exactly. And it's probably so much of just like from those really early days of like verbal uh, retellings of Greg's buried on the left (laughs) side. Thank you. That's great. (laughs) Well, as far as anyone knows, these tunnels and stuff weren't used for burials at all. Oh, okay. um, That makes that writing a little even more confusing. (laughs) For um, excavating the limestone. Okay, it's for the mine. Yeah, it's. All these tunnels were originally built just to get limestone and to dig like freshwater wells and stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just crazy how deep they go. Seven levels, which is about like, it can go as deep underground as like 400, 500 feet. Holy fuck. It's crazy. Like several buildings. I know. And like you don't even fucking know if that's just how deep it is. That's just what. Yeah, there's actually like seven more layers underneath it. No one knows. Just one worker who just kept going. (laughs) No, thank you. Beginning in 1774, there was a series of mini cave-ins, causing King Louis XVI to name a commission to investigate and document the underground tunnels and mines. Probably a good fucking idea. Glad it took till 1700 to do that. Way to go, Louis. This resulted in the creation of the Inspection of the Mines Service, which still exists today. And they were tasked with checking on the mines' stability and preventing anyone from digging more tunnels. Because they're like, my fucking god, guys. There's like hundreds of kilometers of tunnels down here. Can we chill out? You know how like there's like, you know, if you're doing a job long enough, you start knowing the regulars. (laughs) Do you think there's like a regular guy who just keeps trying to dig in the fucking tunnels? They have absolutely. to get like a squirt out. Like, get the fuck out of here. I absolutely do believe that. And I bet he's like, what? I'm just looking for treasure. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little treasure goblin. He's got a little piece of yarn or something. So he's like, it's safe. It's safe. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to find him down here one day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just started thinking about treasure goblins. <laughs> She's been playing Diablo on her spare time. (laughs) That's all I hear. Yeah. Treasure Goblin. Yeah, I'll be like, oh my God, Jason, I've 
another tre- treasure goblin. Dyson, another treasure goblin. <laughs> I was, man, I was out there near that the fucking beach. Three treasure goblins and one, one sitting. Yep. They're by the beach. So many gold coins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Anyway, outside of Diablo Four. <laughs> I'm a level 54 necromancer, just in case you're wondering. Oh my god. Fucking 100 nerd, though. Jesus. Noob. (laughs) Noob. So meanwhile, the Church of the Holy Innocents and its cemetery are still smack dab in the middle of Paris in, you know, 1774. Uh, Hundreds. Hundreds of years. Mm Mm-hmm. That's... That's a lot of bodies. Yeah. 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 And... Remember, it's what I just said, sitting smack dab in the middle. So that means it's right next to the marketplaces and other businesses and stuff. And all the Paris cemeteries were filling up. I think I see where this is going to be a problem. Yes. So all of the cemeteries are filling up. But the state of the Holy Innocence Innocence Cemetery was atrocious. It had been used for centuries and it was beyond filled. So to make room for more burials... Can I pause you for a minute? Yeah. Do you realize the acronym for for that is sick? What did it, what? The Holy Cemetery. Holy Cemetery? Its acronym is sick. Why? No, it's sick. Like, read it phonetically. H-I-C? Holy Innocent Cemetery? Oh, I had the I had the cemetery with like the cemetery of whatever. Never mind, I got it wrong. <laughs> I thought it was foreboding. I was wrong. Oh my god! Anyway, where are the matadors coming in? Are you well? No. Holy Innocence Cemetery. I yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought it was the cemetery of the Holy Innocence Cemetery for one second. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll read that out loud. Sick. God, you broke my brain for a second. Yep. I was like, what do you mean? It's my job. That's what I do. So I'm glad you stopped me for that. Yep. So to make room for more burials, because the Holy Innocence Cemetery, Hick, was <laughs> so fucking full, the long dead had been exhumed and their bones were packed into roofs and walls of mass grave buildings erected within the cemetery walls. Mass grave buildings. Mass grave buildings. Is that exactly what I think it is? Yes. It is a little like shed looking building. Yep. And it's just made of bones. Oh. So it's pretty metal. That is pretty fucking metal. But the Holy Innocence Cemetery was still this six and a half foot mound of earth filled with centuries of burials. Plus the bodies of the dead that came from like the local nearby hospitals and morgues. Mm-hmm. So it's almost a seven foot mound, giant heap oh. filled with hundreds of year old bodies. Yeah, that's fucking, that's dark. Yeah. In the middle of the city. So officials ordered limited use of the cemetery. But that didn't help much because it was already overflowing. And just because burials are limited, they're still happening until it reached a breaking point. Mm -hmm. On May 31st, 1780, a basement wall in a property adjoining the cemetery collapsed under the weight of the mass grave. (laughs) So the wall literally gave way and 
old ass bodies poured into the basement of this restaurant. Oh. In 1780. So her oh. conditions were probably already like rough. Well, yeah. <laughs> so imagine the smell. It was awful. Oh, so the the cemetery was now completely closed to the public, mm-hmm. and all burials were forbidden within city limits. Not just at the cemetery, just straight up, no more burials in city limits. Because what the fuck? Uh, but there was still the problem of what to do with the remains that were crowding city cemeteries because there was this huge risk now of even more wall collapses happening mm-hmm. and dead bodies, just they stink. And they're a breeding ground for disease and infection, which brings me to what I had said earlier. Mm-hmm. These are also like plague bodies. Yeah. And the smell. The smell? <laughs> and that the fact that the bodies could pollute well water which is all they have to drink if it hadn't already polluted well water Mm -hmm. and the smell yep and the smell can't get over the smell (laughs) finally it was decided to create three new large-scale burial grounds on the outskirts of the city and all existing parish cemeteries cemeteries within city limits were condemned but they still needed a place for all of this overflow of the dead from these cemeteries at the same time that this dilemma is happening, the wall collapsing and all of that, the mines had now been inspected by the commission and some portions were renovated. So it was decided that further renovations would happen to create an underground tomb of sorts. And this is where the cemetery remains would be moved to. A well above one of the principal underground passages was dug to receive the remains, and over the course of 12 years, a nightly procession of black cloth-covered wagons carried the bones of millions of people from at least five city cemeteries to their final resting place. They were lowered 20 meters or 65 feet underground through that well that they made. Mm-hmm. And approximately 2 million sets of remains were from the Holy Innocent Cemetery alone. That's so many bodies. Holy fuck. Yeah. Jesus. Because there's at this point when they start moving them, there's like over 600 years of mm-hmm. bodies, mm-hmm. which is so fucked up. Yeah, that's crazy. Right in the middle of town. And people <laughs> are already stinking and throwing yep. poo onto the street and stuff. And then you have a yep. seven foot mound of rotting flesh, basically. Uh, like people already complain about like. No dumps. wonder there was rats all fuck everywhere over the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> like all the pests that'll be like attracted. And... I broke for a second. Oh, it would just the be. The smell? It would just be like <laughs> the smell. It would just be plaguing your entire city because you just put it there for 600 years. Yeah. Like right in the center. Just more on top of more on top of more. So the first bones were moved on April 7th, 1786. And the last bones added to the underground tomb was in either 1814 or 1860. I read both. And that is a huge gap. Yeah, that's a big difference. So what I'm thinking is that because it took so long to move all of the remains, because there is estimated to be about 6 million people underground now that have been moved there. Mm-hmm. I think maybe 1814 is the number... Um, of like the constant nightly 
processions of moving them from the five cemeteries. Mm -hmm. And then I think 1860 is referring to the last set of remains from whatever circumstance. That would make sense. Yeah. So that's what I think. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, here it is. Ultimately, about six million sets of remains were moved down there. And during the first few years, it was a mess. It was this disorganized bone repository. Well, they were just tucking them in there. Because they're just, they had people down, in, which is six, 65 feet under mm. that well. And they're just lowering remains. And they're probably just, it's probably just like a basically a conveyor of people. And it's just passing them. And they're just putting them in places in the tunnels. Yeah, at that point, they're just like, you got to be efficient about this shit. Like, fuck, <laughs> like, identifying or marking where they are. Just just go. Yeah. It's already going to take us, what, like, like almost 50 years? A little less than 50 years? For what? To get all these fucking bodies moved and shit? Um, It was like 12, apparently. Oh, okay. To move them all in there from the cemeteries. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that... um. At some point, it was just kind of given up on. Because yeah. even if you see pictures where people have, you know, illegally gone into certain tunnels and explored, mm-hmm. they're still just piles of bones. Oh, so morbid. Yeah. Like, Look. you can literally just walk on them. And if you, like, dug around, you could see that you're standing on top of maybe two or three feet of bones. That's so weird. It's so trippy. I know. You'd be like, these were fucking people. These were people. Yeah. And they're just getting trampled on by I mean like illegal I, would I die? Like I don't care. You just huck me in the trash. You Throw know? me in but the like, trash. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people who would have preferred not to have that happen. <laughs> Especially know? if we're talking at this point, seventeen, eighteen hundreds, where pretty much everybody in France is um, you know, Catholic of some kind or whatever, Christian, Catholic, religious. Yeah. And yeah. you burials are a very important part of that religion Mm -hmm. you need to be buried yeah they don't really want you to be cremated which is why this was such a problem is because you can't just take the old remains and have a mass cremation because you have to have a proper burial and the smell and the think you haven't thought of the smell you bitch yeah so you know there's one guy (laughs) why don't we just build a glass box (laughs) okay well i mean you're not far off because they god no (laughs) not so much a glass box but I mean, like I'm saying, all these bones were moved down there. It was a disorganized mess. Yeah. Um, a man named Louis Etienne Heracart de Thury, who was the director of the Paris Mine Inspection Service, he changed this mess very quickly in, in some spots, you know? Mm-hmm. So he headed renovations that transformed some of the passageways into a mausoleum. Skulls and femurs were stacked into patterns that lined the tunnel walls, and cemetery decorations were added to complement the bones. So it's this very in um, really organized mess, uh, mosaic mm-hmm. of skulls staring at you, big leg bones. Is this and guy okay? It's yeah, right. Because it sounds like they they hired him to organize things, and then first day on the job, he asked everyone to call him the decorator. (laughs) He was an eccentric type. Yeah. Eccentric Etienne. So 
that, yeah, yeah, lining the walls with all of the bones. Probably at first you're like, well, this is easy to organize, stack the bones. And then you're like, oh, well, why don't I make it look nice? Then uh, why don't I add some, you know, crucifixes and some crosses? That'll be cool. And then, oh, you know what? While we're stacking all of these bones, these ones are weird. So I think that we should make a display of various skeletal deformities. That sounds good. And you know what? Get the fuck out of here. Really? Yep. Let's um put some monumental tablets around, you know, make it really look like we're in a cemetery. And actually, we need archways. Let's put in these stone archways here and we should really fucking make it metal. And we're going to put some ominous warning inscriptions on them. And I forgot what it is in French, but it's stop. This is the empire of death. That's fucking sick. I love that. Yeah. This is it. Arrête to stop, right? Arrête. Mort is death, but I don't remember what the other... Uh, It's probably just Empire de la Mort. Something like that. I don't know. So, um, that's what he did. I only have one gripe with this guy. Okay. This was peak gargoyle time. (laughs) Like, peak gargoyle. Well, I I think at this point, gargoyles are a little, you know, yesterday. I don't give a fuck. There's no gargoyles never went out of style. We just lost our taste. I agree, and I wish I had gargoyles yeah. all around. Yeah, like apartment. think about it. Imagine you're going there. There's that cabinet of curiosities this little dude's made, and he yeah. was like, "You know, it'd be cool if we had gargoyles with candles in their eyes." <laughs> it's so obvious, and he didn't do it. That's he because didn't do it. I, I don't know. I was gonna say that's because of something, but I'm not really sure because. Probably because gargoyles would have been all over France, wouldn't it? Yeah, but yeah, wouldn't yeah. But I thought gargoyles serve a purpose. That's like they're supposed to like scare off. I think there's like a spiritual thing to it, but like I'm pretty sure they just scare off pigeons. (laughs) I mean, they scare me. (laughs) They're fucking sick. Here, let me look it up. Meaning of gargoyle. I hope you just get the TV show because I I fucking love that TV show. That's not helpful. This was Why were they all wearing loincloths? Because you can't see a, <laughs> a gargoyle schlong. No one wants that. Yeah, but it probably look legendary. like a sea monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's just a decorative stone carving. It's usually shaped like the head of a strange and ugly creature, and water drains through it. So it's it was. So they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. So and they just like decided to decorate them in creepy ways because that was that's like, so fucking that was sick. Ages Someone of thought them. of that. Someone was like, hey, water's running off that roof, and he's like, why don't we make this mythical beast where the water comes off the fucking tiles of the roof and spits out its fucking mouth? Why is it ugly? And oh, I'd why? be like, this guy's going places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why does it have to be an ugly creature? Why are you judging? <laughs> it's beautiful to me. It is fucking beautiful. So I don't know why there wasn't gargoyles, but they missed an opportunity, I guess. Also, you have to pull everything down there, and I bet it was really heavy to try and take a gargoyle down there. Oh, that's true. So, uh, whoa, I just turned into you for a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> to ensure the safety of eventual visitors, because yes, people fucking love the catacombs, and they love visiting them, uh, it was this area of... The very decorated, elaborately designed part of the catacombs was walled off from the rest of the labyrinth of tunnels and old mining, mining mines. Right. From quarry days and yeah. wells. 
That's going to be such a trip. So it was walled off because you literally could just wander and never be seen again. Because, like I said, hundreds of feet below So they, they made this, like, really cool display thing and was like, fuck, this is such a cool attraction. And then they're like, fuck, wall it off. It's an attraction. <laughs> no, I mean, they. yeah, I know how I said that. Basically, the rest of everything was walled off. Oh, so you, so you can can't. only go in okay. and see this so they made like mausoleum, room, basically. Like a, like a modest room, more or less. It's like a it's still a maze, but like you're not gonna get fucking lost. No, you won't yeah. get lost. Okay. Yeah. It's um yeah, just isolated and the rest of the horrible, scary darkness of tunnels that go maybe seven levels underground are not accessible. These are the coolest civic engineers I've ever fucking heard of. This is sick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so yeah, voila. That's French. The Paris catacombs, <laughs> which were named after the Roman catacombs. Uh, but it's interesting because catacombs are underground cemeteries and tombs. So technically, the Paris catacombs is a giant ossuary, which is a place where human bones are stored. That's a fucking term I'm going to drop on people. So it's an ossuary. It's not a catacomb, but I mean, catacomb is a fucking sick word. Yeah. So what the hell? It's catacombs. Plus... Yeah. There is actually at least one person buried there, uh, which we'll talk about. So, hmm, hmm. kind of, kind of, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, what's that? What is it? If something is called something, but it's like mislabeled. But it's mislabeled? Yeah, it's like. Oh, a misnomer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, you got that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smart sometimes, you know? Like, it's just, it's sneaky smart. You don't expect it from me. Yeah, just don't try, okay? I'm an idiot savant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an idiot. <laughs> no, you If you're enjoying the episode, please take a minute to rate and share the show wherever you listen. It goes a long way and it helps us reach more listeners. Thanks. The Paris catacombs were opened to the privileged and rich as early as 1787, when bones were still being transported, and public visits began around 1809 or 1810. Hmm. Visits to the catacombs were allowed only a few times a year, and you had to have permission of an authorized mines inspector. And I think they had to take <laughs> you down there as well. Yeah. Later, more frequent visits were permitted, but the heavy flow of visitors degraded the ossuary to a point where the permission-only rule was reinstated in 1830. Okay. In 1833, the catacombs were closed to visitors permanently because the church opposition to exposing human remains to the public. Bunch of... Ugh, fucking like, killjoys. We don't like metal. That's satanic. It's such a church thing to do, though. Like, the... like. The church, like, adds a body. I can see them pulling yeah. rank on that. So they had their way until 1850. So 33, 1833, forbidden from public. They reopened again for four visits a year in 1850, but the public demand caused the government to allow monthly visits starting in 1867. 1867. Is that Canada's birthday? Is that Canada was created? That's our, um, was that our birth year? Confederation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 67. Happy Canada Day. 
<laughs> Bi-weekly visits began on the first and third Saturday of each month in 1874, with weekly visits during the World's Fair Expositions, which happened in 1878, 1889, and 1900. Wow. Today, the catacombs are open for regular visits every day except for Monday. From 10 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. with the last entry at 7.30 p.m. And they're located at 1 Ave de Colonel Henri Rouletengui in the 14th district of Paris. Mm. Former left bank. <laughs> Paris catacomb tours are available and they sell out quickly. And no kidding. like I said, only a tiny portion of the underground is open to the public. And it's called the Ossuary of D'Enfer Rochero. You can visit the catacombs on your own. You can go with an audio guide or you can go with a small group. Mm. I don't want to go on my own. I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. You know when you go on your own, there's a bunch of people like wandering around too, though. Yes, I know. Ugh. I mean, that's fine. Actually, <laughs> I don't really want to be down there alone. But I do want to go down there. Yeah. So yeah. to access the catacombs, you descend a corkscrew staircase. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Ready to set sail? Sure hope so. Okay. <laughs> Steve Brule. Just kick you out. A Steve Brule quote. And it was the way I said corkscrew staircase. Reminded me of well ahoy. So you gotta go down the staircase. Mm-hmm. Twenty meters, sixty five or sixty five feet underground. Ooh. So it's narrow. And you're going very deep underground. So if you're claustrophobic, probably don't visit the catacombs. Mm -hmm. But there's no avoiding this. You can't take an elevator down there. You got to go down this little staircase. Imagine they put a fucking elevator. I'm sure. Well, maybe they did. No, there's no elevator. Like an accessibility thing? No, sorry. Oh, all right. I was going to say like that it outside of accessibility things. That would just suck the like atmosphere right out. Imagine it just would. taking a fucking elevator and it's like, ding. Yeah. Welcome to the fucking labyrinth. Enjoy. So it's not accessible for uh, people in wheelchairs or other people who can't descend into uh, down the staircase, older people, whatever. Yeah. So you just have to have maybe have a buddy go down there and live stream with you. Yeah, or carry you. Never mind. You can't live stream because there's no cell service. True. So. <laughs> sorry <laughs> just don't go it's, it's a very biased adventure <laughs> so at the end of the staircase you end up in a well-lit room filled with information and displays and of course the entrance to the catacombs and this has that archway with the ominous inscription of Aret, something about dead people in, Fran- in french that empire says de la mort. this is the empire know. of death sick though i'm like have a photo so why don't i just look so i don't have to keep pretending like it's whatever Aret, say easy l'empire de la mort stop you're entering the empire of death <laughs> <laughs> you're entering i don't think we we're so. pretty close it doesn't say the trend... what does it say 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 easy this so this is... is the empire of death and it says Stop, you are entering the Empire of Death. And it does not say that. Yeah. Because I'm obviously very French. Yeah. (laughs) So you have to walk a bit through the humid tunnels with wet earth to reach the actual ossuary. Mm -hmm. And as you walk, the sounds begin uh, to kind of get muted and muffled. It's very isolating. 
Mm. There's no noise the echoes, pollution. It must be really fucking it's just... dampening. Yeah. Like all the all the sound waves would just cancel themselves yeah. out because they'd be bouncing off each other. Yeah, you don't really hear shit except yeah. your tinnitus. <laughs> You're gonna have a, a fucking I know, time but... and a half down there. <laughs> Ringing. <laughs> so the passageway is about six feet high, but people who visited say that it it changes. Sometimes it's maybe a little bit more than six feet high. Other times it's like maybe five ten. So Dyson, you'll be ducking <laughs> if you go down yeah. there. Yeah, I guess we'll find out, huh? Yeah, I'll just stand up. <laughs> The temperature is a cool 14 degrees Celsius or 57 degrees Fahrenheit. So for me, that's ideal. But when we go and if Paige wants to go down there, which I don't know if she will, she'll need a sweater because she's always cold. Yeah, that's fall weather. That's cold. It's not. It's chilly. It isn't. Listen, my legs don't get cold. That's like a, <laughs> a I'm going to get a fucking wool sweater and a pumpkin spice latte type temperature. Well, for me, it's. I made it sound like I drink that. I don't. Yeah, you do. So no, I don't. <laughs> just yes, he does. And he t- tries to tell me about matadors. It's weird. <laughs> so despite the matadors first came to this location in 1400. Well, known fact for the guide who's trying to tour me here. <laughs> Everyone is like, oh, I wish you knew how to say shut the fuck up in French. <laughs> I think they just slap you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So despite the numerous security cameras stationed throughout the catacombs, visitors actually try to steal some of the bones. I'm not surprised at all. I'm not either, but like, (laughs) how to get haunted 101. How to get haunted 101, how to go to prison and look like an international douchebag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't need that. So not only is this experience likely to be a nightmare if you're claustrophobic, like I also said, there's no cell service down here. There's There's no phone signal. So you definitely want to stay in the designated passageway because if you get lost or try and wander off through those closed off areas, you can't call for help. There's no phone service. You're just lost unless you've managed to find your way out. Yeah. There's electricity in this part, like the touristy part of the catacombs. Mm -hmm. But in case of a power failure, you should absolutely bring a flashlight with you because it is pitch black down there. You're 65 feet underground there's no Mm -hmm. natural light see like that's terrifying yes and like imagine the amount of people that go all the time like if that happens someone is not gonna deal with that well and they're gonna panic i would panic i would i would freeze collect myself and then carefully get out i know that's how i would respond but like i would be like Kobe, sorry. Just ensuing panic down there. Oh, but oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's so dark. It's so dark. I can't see anything. It sounds so scary. So just bring some extra flashlights. Yeah. Just in case, you know, the power goes out or something. Yeah. And you're not stuck in the pitch black, which is how people get lost and die down there. It's because yeah. they have, you know, like, flashlights or something that fail if they're in, like, des- in off of the designated areas. Mm-hmm. And they're just trapped in the pitch black. What are you supposed to do? Die. Yeah. The designated area for visitors to see is a mile long, while the tunnels as a whole, as far as people know, because like I said, there's still some parts that people don't know, haven't explored. As a whole, it's about 250 to 300 kilometers worth of tunnels. So that's 155 to 186 miles of tunnels. Wow. Of course, only a mile is, you know, not a lot for some people. 
They want to see more. So there's people that find other ways into the catacombs so they can explore the rest on their own. Even though it's been illegal since 1955 for people to venture into the closed sections. Mm -hmm. But with hundreds of kilometers of tunnels, it's hard for authorities to monitor who goes in and where they go in from. So people who frequent the tunnels and regularly explore the forbidden passageways are called cataphiles. Cataphiles became particularly active during the famous protests of May 1968, when students and other civilians used the underground tunnels to uh, circumvent police barricades. Oh, okay. So they'd hop down there, and if you know the streets of Paris well, and you're familiar-ish with the catacombs, you can probably navigate it, at least those f the first level, well, because a lot of the tunnels run the same way the streets do. So if oh, okay. you know you're on this street and you know all the streets well, you can navigate the tunnels at least. Still really rolling the dice on that, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the 1980s, being a cataphile was a lifestyle choice with, quote, manholes turning into revolving doors. So, of course, I just pictured Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As cataphiles became familiar with the tunnels, they often returned to the same chambers and eventually made themselves at home, decorating walls, bringing down furniture, throwing huge parties with loud music, mm -hmm. adding graffiti and street art to the walls, and naming their secret rooms according to the room's pur purpose or decor. Because mm -hmm. they were like down there spray painting and shit. So you have La Plage, which is the beach room, La Cellier, the cellar, or La Salle de Chateau, the castle room. Okay. There's many more, but those are like the famous the big ones. ones. Yeah. The catacombs have also been used by farmers to grow mushrooms because it's dark and dank down there. With all the dead bodies. There's no dead bodies. There's just some remains in some parts. Yeah. It's okay. not 200 kilometers worth of dead mm -hmm. remains. There's tons of spots that are just, just tunnels. Okay. Yeah. Just part of the mining stuff. So. Mm hmm the ossuary is not the entire it's not the entirety of it no okay um the tunnels and the catacombs have also been used to meet up for sex you know that's fun yeah and during yeah. world war ii the germans even built a bunker complete with electricity reinforced doors and toilets there was a nazi bunker it's gotta be there. a trip to go see if it's not torn out already um I know I have a picture of like the bunker door, but I don't know when it was taken and I don't think like you can just go and see it. You'd have to like have a cataphile take you there, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because you can do that. I would have can... thought 100% that they would have like made that into like a little mini museum or something. Not that I know of. I don't and think so. And then redecorate it so that it's like a museum for the resistance. <clears throat> That'd be, be cool. sick. But yeah, you can actually hire cataphiles to take you down there 100 percent no no 100 percent no i agree because you don't know these people yeah, i don't know who the fuck they are they're taking me into they a could place just be hustling you and taking you down to the illuminati chambers this is how serial killers thrive yeah that's why this I... is like hostile the next fucking <laughs> movie the catapults version yeah <laughs> i hate so it and i hate movies like that but i hate that in particular okay well i actually really like hostile but i know you don't like movies like that I because don't. you get a little bit lightheaded yeah you're like oh Blood. I'm like I'm like good in real life. If someone's like hurt, I'm okay. 
if I see it in the movie and they're just like chainsawing someone in half, I'm not good. I'm just not good anymore. I'm just like I'm gonna hurl. Don't want to have to. Don't know why I have to bring Terrifier into this. <laughs> I was gonna bring it into this. <laughs> in the 1980s, authorities sealed off most of the entrances, like that the cataphiles had been using. So, certain manholes or um, one of the ways to access some of the tunnels was through certain like along railroads and stuff. There was drainage tunnels and shit like that that people mm-hmm. could find their way into. So. If authorities found them, they sealed them off, and a special police brigade has been patrolling the underground passages, and fines have been implemented that range from 60 euro, I think that's a euro, into the thousands. Yeah, euros in France. The number of cataphiles dwindled significantly after these changes, Yeah, but they're still out there, and several times a week, the police brigade heads into the tunnels looking for them. I would hate to be in that fucking brigade. Me too. Whatever, f- fucking brigade. Brigade. Also, just wouldn't be a cop. But you know, the uh, uh. fucking like, oh, it's dangerous job already. Let's your job's to patrol the fucking catacombs like regularly. No, a couple no, times a week, you gotta go down there. And while they're down there, they also have like basically a checklist of to like check basically for like reinforcements and whatever. Make sure there isn't mm-hmm. any cave-ins happening and stuff like that. So. Yeah kind of doubles as the job but yeah you're still supposed to go down there and see um if you find anybody and then on your little foot patrol down there you also kind of got to look for clues you know you gotta what are you gonna say sorry i was just imagining like what's the protocol because like if you catch someone down there they're gonna run yeah i think that if that happens they're just like oh no we lost them yeah, I would too. I'm not fucking following him getting lost. No. I'd just be like, uh-uh. I'll find you later. <laughs> right. So when they go down there, if they're not like just blatantly met by somebody down there, then they kind of look for clues. You know, uh, the classic. You look for some cigarette butts or see if someone has left like a joint roach behind or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see if you can smell any of that fresh paint from tags or wall art. Mm-hmm. Mark Smith down there. God. Oh my god, your face. Oh my god. Oh, we're done with him. <laughs> the sound He's, of He belongs down there though. <laughs> yeah. With Rat Boy? Yeah. In the sewers, yeah. basically. Oh, he, oh. <laughs> anyway, so the oh sound of they look for the sound of distant music from an underground party, an empty can or bottle, you know, and then these little clues often do lead them to people who are partying. And while they're down there, they're looking for new entrances to seal off. And sometimes they also are stuck having to go and rescue the occasional person who gets lost. So, yeah, it would fucking suck to have to be into that uh, Mm -hmm. brigade. The tunnels are so extensive that even the police don't know their way around it all. And they're constantly stumbling upon new things. Hmm. In 2004, they walked into a chamber and discovered a motion sensor recording of dogs barking. The chamber was set up as a makeshift movie theater with a bar, phone, and electrical installations. And when they returned a few days later with a group that included electricians so that they could disassemble and uninstall everything, everything had been disconnected, the furniture was gone, and there was a note left behind that just said, don't search. Wow. That's sophisticated as fuck. Yeah. And the police never figured out who the fuck this was. 
who was responsible, whose weird little club movie theater this was. I have heard about that. I've I've heard about this guy who used to like hold movie festivals down there. Ooh. Like like recurring. And it stopped for a period and then started again, but it was like a whole thing where they actually had like a couch in the center, they had a projector set up and you could watch and there's actually like I think there was actually photos. Cool. But woof. Yeah. The like, fact that like they walked in also, and you just hear dogs barking and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's because there's like motion detectors set up to try yeah. and scare people away. Yeah. And then a matter of a couple days, they come back to get rid of everything, disassemble it, and every single thing is gone and they just say, don't search. You just know, though, that like, like, I wouldn't want to go. Like, I would find another party in the in the catacombs because you just know that the type of people that are holding those types of like things are just Andy Warhol levels of annoying. Ew. I yeah, just, that sounds like a nightmare. I'm just convinced it would just be pretentious as all fucking shit. So you're saying if you go down into the catacombs to watch a movie, they'll probably make you watch Empire. Yeah. Feel them more. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's um avant-garde. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just watch the Empire State Building for like eight hours. Sick. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> it's art, okay? There's no, no the rules. Well, there Listen, should be. <laughs> I have a rule. Don't hang out with people who admire Andy Warhol. That's rule number four. <laughs> <laughs> so while that story about the movie theater with electricity and all that is weird and creepy, I think it's a little bit creepy because of how quickly they got out of there. Um, but there's more. It's believed that the catacombs and the underground passageways are one of the most haunted places in Paris. Oh, shit. The most famous haunting story is that of a ghost named Philibert Asper, who is considered the patron saint of the catacombs. During the French Revolution, do you know when that was? For the sounds of France and their reputation, probably yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they rioting right now? <laughs> they are. They're always rioting. Yeah. Protesting. They know how to riot. They're good at it. Hey, they usually get shit done when they do. Yeah. So it's the late 1700s. Okay. So. The French Revolution. Was that, was that Louis, though? Yeah. That was Louis? Oh, rip Louis. Yeah. Oof. 16. <laughs> During their French Revolution, Philibert was a doorman at the Val de Grasse Hospital. On a mission to fetch some booze from the cellar, Philibert ended up entering the Paris catacombs by mistake. Walking around the pitch-black catacombs alone with just a single candle, Philibert became lost and disoriented. Oh. Ultimately, Philibert's candle went out and everything turned black, making it impossible for him to escape. Eleven years later, his remains were found by a group of cataphiles. They identified him by the hospital key ring hanging from his belt. Philibert is buried in the cataphiles, nope, in the catacombs, in the exact place where his remains were found. So that's what I said when I was like, well, technically there is a burial. Okay. Because I did bury him. That's kind of cool. Like, that they, they were just like, we're, we're going to bury him down here. Like, as part, he'll be like one of the only ones to be buried. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's dope. And they even marked it with a tombstone which is beneath Rue Henri Barbousse. So that's a, Rue is like road or street. Mm -hmm. 
And visiting the site is a rite of passage for any cataphile in training. Cataphiles and catacomb folk- folklorists say that every November 3rd, Philibert's ghost haunts the labyrinth of the catacombs. But oh, I'm every... so scared. What is he going to do? Get lost again? <laughs> <laughs> but every other day, only his disembodied voice can be heard whispering in your ear before blowing out your candle or messing with your flashlight because it's 2023. Yeah. That would be fucking terrifying. It would be. It's just like, oh, ho, ho, I don't know anything in French. <laughs> <laughs> your electric flash, your electric, ah. your battery flashlight fucks up. Another legend is much creepier, much more intrusive, and begs that you keep your wits about you if you dare venture into the catacombs after midnight, because that's when the walls begin to speak. Ew. Disembodied voices will try to persuade you to venture even deeper and deeper into the catacombs until you can't find your way out and you're lost forever and the voices will not let up and they will drive you mad Mm. well that's fucking terrifying yes it is and the whispering walls could have led to a particular man's demise if you believed if you believe that this legend um is is true is true so you know um in the early 1990s, a group of cataphiles were exploring the forbidden tunnels when they found a video camera on the ground. The camera still had footage on it, so of course they watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to watch it? Yeah, we'll watch it. It's... We'll, we'll pause it? or is Yeah, it... we'll pause it. Okay, pausing now to watch. Okay, so we just watched it, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll describe it to listeners who aren't able to watch it right now because I will put it on Instagram, so it will be there if you want to watch it. Uh, it'll also be linked in the show notes. Yeah. So if you can't watch it right now for whatever reason, you're driving, you don't want to, here you go. The black and white footage was shot likely with a camcorder, um, eight millimeter device using cassette tape because it was found in the 90s and it's probably a little bit older than that Mm -hmm. the footage consists entirely of point of view shots as the man steadily films down the tunnels into rooms filled with bones the man picks up a skull he films graffiti and weird paintings on the wall he's just taking his time but then the man begins to act a bit more frantic panning quicker and quicker through the space he begins to walk quickly moving about the tunnels much faster then he starts running. He's clearly panicked at this point. His breathing intensifies as he runs and he's getting more scared. Mm-hmm. The point of view shots become disorienting as he runs, swinging the camera from like tunnel to tunnel, almost like he's confused about where he came from and what tunnel he should run down next. Besides his breathing and the sound of him running, there's no other sound. He doesn't really say anything. I think he makes a little bit of a noise at one point uh but we never see his face everything that's filmed is whatever is in front of him illuminated strictly by whatever light is coming from his camera and we don't see if he's running because he realizes that he isn't alone down there if something is following him we don't see Mm -hmm. suddenly the camera drops to the ground landing on its side in a puddle It films the man's feet as he runs away into the darkness of the tunnel, and you can just hear his footsteps running away, which would 
this tunnel would be pitch black because it's the camera that is illuminating his way. Mm -hmm. So he's just dropped his only light source and then fled. And the camera lays there abandoned, continuing to film until the cassette runs out of tape. Uh, the camera sits where it fell, allegedly, in a very deep area of the catacombs, mm-hmm. um, as said by the person that's narrating in the video, Yeah. until years later when it's found, apparently, by cat files. And the man in the footage was never identified or recovered from the catacombs. No one knows what happened to him. No one knows who he is. Nothing. So... um. I guess we'll just talk about this video a little bit because Mm -hmm. if you are researching the Paris catacombs, you want to talk, you want to talk about anything that's like haunted or mysterious or creepy, whatever about the catacombs, you will not find an article or a video or something that does not talk about this video. Okay. So infamous. Yeah. It's like the thing to talk about when you're talking about, the catacombs, the mystery of the man and his footage. So that's why we're talking about it. <laughs> we have to. Yes. Yeah. Also, there isn't really anything else to talk about. Yeah. Which is crazy to me because it's supposed to be the most haunted places in Paris. But yeah. uh, okay. So the first thing is with this video, it the timeline is very hazy. So the camera was apparently found in the early 90s and had been down there for years meaning it was likely filmed in the 80s at some point, the late 80s. And we don't know what kind of camera was used. We can just speculate. We don't know really how old it is or anything about the type of footage. I'm curious if there was like a date or timestamp because a lot of old like home videos and stuff have that when you're watching them. Mm-hmm. There's like a little timestamp that shows the date and the time. So you don't see it in the video that is available to us. Yeah. But just... It would probably be on the camcorder itself rather than the exported footage. Yeah, you'd think. But like, if it's like old enough, then it wouldn't even. Like, if it's like early, like mid early eighties type type deal, then maybe not even that. Yeah, that's true. But it didn't look like early eighties to me. No, and the video isn't even very good quality because it's taken from a TV show and then put on youtube and then like it's just like this video that just keeps kind of circling so the footage on its own because it's old is shit and then Mm -hmm. because it just keeps kind of getting circulated it's even more shit yeah so um also if this camera was so deep in the catacombs it's a miracle that it didn't get swept away by flooding from a heavy rainstorm because the tunnels and stuff regularly do flood and fill with water Mm -hmm. and um if it didn't flood i mean it was dropped in a puddle so it's weird that it didn't have any sort of damage. Yeah. Um, next, the video uh, is the only video available. The one that we just watched is like maybe a minute and a half total. Mm-hmm. But apparently the footage recovered from the camera is 40 minutes long. But we don't have 40 minutes of footage. Yeah. And this footage is from an episode of Scariest Places on Earth and is seemingly the only place that it exists. Okay, yeah. The director of this episode that obtained the footage is a man named Francis Freeland, who you can hear narrating in 
the video. Mm-hmm. And he said that he got it from the cataphiles that found it in the tunnels. And then he, you know, claims to have become obsessed with finding this missing man and the location mm-hmm. that it was filmed in. Yeah. And he hired a cataphile to bring him down into the depths of the tunnels to try and locate the area. And he was adamant that you could because you have the footage so you can see very specific wall art and graffiti. So you can kind of cross-reference to see if you're in the same spot that this mystery band had been filming before he dropped his camera. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know. They found it. They found it. Okay. (laughs) There are, remember, there are hundreds of of kilometers of tunnels up to seven levels, and they just happen to find it hundreds of feet below the surface. Within the span of, of recording the show. Yeah, so like in the episode, which is the of Scariest Places on Earth, which is also linked in the show notes, and you can go watch it. Just so that you, people can watch it, see for themselves, have their own opinions and whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously very blatantly talking about how I feel, but it's our show. And... um. They go down into the tunnels and they're just kind of regularly exploring and whatever, maybe three hours and they reach the point that they're supposed to exit, which is like through a manhole, but it is blocked. So they have to go back out the way they came. And it's when they are, you know, supposedly forced to turn around that they find it. Okay. But, you know. I'm just saying. Pretty serendipitous. Maybe the cataphile that took them down there had an idea he'd seen it before really don't know yeah i'm also just really skeptical skeptical about the footage surviving exactly like for that long i'm sorry like that to me is like it and also just like little little aspects of the footage where i'm like "Mm," like where the camera fell and it looked like it fell from less than a meter high like yeah it looks like it was just like bloop and like just before the puddle and a whole bunch of different other things where I was just like, this is how I would make a fake video. Right. <laughs> like, it's just, I was just thinking about it. But like, there's no way. I'm sorry. if You cannot leave your your um, recorded tapes, not digital, like recorded tape in an area like in an environment like that for a few months let alone like one month really mm-hmm. let alone like a like years years apparently and it being playable and like not degraded to a sh- to a point where it's like you're barely making anything out yeah so i mean and the camera because in if you watch scariest places on earth the dude francis like holds up the, the camcorder and he's like this is what it was found on and it just looks fine like a new ish yeah, camera <laughs> so still got the best buy sticker on it <laughs> <laughs> Talking about like the video and the what's on it and stuff. Yeah. So we know that it's definitely filmed by a man because you can see at one point his hand picks up a skull. And you know, I'm just saying maybe it looks like Francis's hand. Just saying. Also, I've seen <laughs> real life found footage and videos that people have taken when they think it's the end. Yeah. And they always talk. They say a few words and sometimes they even film themselves just in case the f- footage is the last that they're ever seen and they want to get some words out to their loved one and whatever mm-hmm. um and this guy doesn't say one word he just specifically is like filming very certain locations that are very identifiable like this is some wall art this is some more wall art this is a Recording, very steady like, shot of a of bone bones and stuff holding up the bones and saying nothing 
like holding it up for the camera and saying nothing. Ooh, and then all of a sudden he just drops his only light source and runs away. Yeah. So on the other hand, people can argue that when you're disoriented and you're panicking and all you want to do is get out of there, why would you stop and wait around and film yourself and say some final words, especially if someone or something is after you or driving you mad, like whispering mm-hmm. walls. So I yeah. can see both sides, you know. Yeah. I'll 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 admit that. Play ball. Um, and we'll lean into that some more. So people who say, yes, this footage is real, mm-hmm. think it, it that it has to be because it's received so much notoriety by this point. Like I said, you cannot look up the catacombs without coming across the creepy found footage. Mm-hmm. So people think like the person responsible for this hoax video would have come forward by now and no one has. So it must be real. Okay. That's the argument. But, you know, I think, why would you come forward if you're Francis and you made this fake video to make your TV show that much more interesting? Also, if you're part of a... Sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, like, that and also, like, remember how long it took for that famous Bigfoot footage to come out? What do you mean for the footage to come out? Like, to for someone to finally admit that they recorded it and it was a guy in a suit? Oh, yeah. yeah, Remember how long that was? It was like 50 years. Yeah. And he he was like, okay, fine. Forty years. It was me now. Now that now that it's like kind of a joke and not like actually enticing to anyone, I I I did it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you did something and it becomes lore, like let's say it wasn't Francis, which I agree with you. I think it was Francis, <laughs> but yeah. let's say it wasn't, and you have this thing, and the whole appeal of it is that it's now this really fun, encapsulating, like engrossing lore. That you, don't you know, burst the everyone level. talk. Yeah, you, you would almost see it like it's incumbent on you to this not. Is this ruin perpetual that. mystery. Why would we stop yeah, this ball from rolling? That's part of the fun. This, this kind of like the whole spirit of uh, people who go for like ghost tours and stuff is they want to hear the lore. And, oh yeah. And there's some of it that's probably not real. Some of it that maybe real there's the history bound into it maybe like a little bit of a whole embellishment reason. yeah and regardless if someone did come forward and say oh it's mine or didn't whatever They'd it's, like, yeah, it's okay. still part of the lore yeah here it is we're talking about it right now mm-hmm. like it's still there yeah um so yeah i mean if francis didn't make it like sorry francis but like i'm i got an opinion and i think it was francis and yeah you guys don't have to think that that's why it's linked mm-hmm. in the show notes you can go and watch it for yourself and make up your own minds but i just think the whole thing is weird plus like it's it's scariest places on earth it's like a sci-fi the sci-fi channel yeah it was like a documentary style show for that Mm -hmm. so like if you're part of this documentary would you like really go and film your illegal activities and share the fact like the face of a cataphile you illegally hired to illegally take you down to the tunnels that are illegal to explore yeah, exactly. You, I, you're going to record your crimes and publish them everywhere? On the sci-fi channel or network or whatever it was called in like the mm-hmm. early 2000s, that was like the biggest channel ever. Everyone loved the sci-fi channel. Oh, I loved it so much. Even Scariest Places on Earth. That that show was fun. It, yeah. And it's not even just this segment of the show because I think each episode of Scariest Places on Earth has like multiple segments. Mm-hmm. And the this Lost Man footage was one of the segments. And... The show is known by so many people involved with the episodes that have been involved with their story behind it to come forward and be like, this 
show blew this so far out of proportion and mm-hmm. really exaggerated this or that. So oh, for like, sure. They like even the part where they're like, "Oh, we got to the end," and then they're like in the catacombs no. and it, as the exits blocked off, and they I have to go back, this. and then they find it last minute. Like, like who's that, to say that? that is someone building tension to a story, making yeah. something interesting. But it's manufactured. Yeah, and I mean, I still eat it up, whatever. Yeah, I watch it and be like, whoa, this uh-oh. is so good. Uh-oh, Francis. And then and then, just, this <laughs> just pops in my head, but what if, like, they knew what they were doing, so they did really go down into the cataphiles as part of their, you know, documentary. The, ca- the catacombs, not the cataphiles. Mm-hmm. They went down into the catacombs by with a cataphile to lead them around, and while they were already down there, they made the footage. Yeah. They filmed yeah. it while they were already down there and then built on it by walking around like, oh my God, I can't believe we found it. And then mm-hmm. just reordered the episode. Yeah. That just popped in my head right now. Yeah, for sure. I, I guarantee they did that. <laughs> Francis, I see you. I'm not shitting on you, Francis. I mean, look what you've done. It's an amazing part really of the Really fun show. History. Entertaining as all hell. And you made, it was so good. You made it into lore. So Hell Yeah. Not all of us can go to France and leave saying we've absolutely changed the fabric of the catacomb lore. That's fucking impressive. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we can. I can show you the episode after too. Yeah, it's a, it's only like fourteen minute segment, so mm-hmm. then you can just see everything I'm talking about. And yeah. I encourage you guys to go and listen too. So good old Zach Baggins, he interviewed Francis about the footage in 2014 on Ghost Adventures. And Francis reiterates the man was never identified, and no one knows what happened to him, and all of that. And Zach said that he and his team couldn't find the location that Francis was able to find, Mm -hmm. where it's so obvious that that's where it was filmed. And he's like, can you take me down there? Because we've been searching. We can't find it. And then Francis said he will, quote, never, never, never go back into the catacombs. I refuse to go back down there. Convenient. (laughs) Also, that's probably something I would say. Just so I don't have to go anywhere with Zach Baggins. <laughs> I was unable to locate this chamber that you were. Can you take me? Oh, I just don't like the guy. Zach Baggins? Yeah. Listen, he has had a hard life. His eyes are so messed up from that demon. <laughs> from Demon House? Yeah. Was it Demon House or Hell House? Demon. Demon House, yeah. Hell House. Demon's Hell House. Right. Hell's demons houses. The Casa de Demon. H D H H. Sick. Oh, sorry. Hick. Hick. <laughs> it's, it, I thought there was two cemeteries in there. <laughs> cemetery of the cemeteries. Cemetery. There's a soft sea. <laughs> cemetery. So there's um, also no record of this footage being found. Like there's no articles. There's no missing persons that sort of correlate to a time frame that this man could have been missing and all of that. Nothing. Instead, it's it just seems to be this inescapable lore associated with the catacombs. Like I said, you can't talk about the creepy stuff or research spooky stories without coming across this mystery man and his footage in every article. So I'll just say again, you guys can be the judge. The link to the episode of Scariest Places on Earth and the link to this found footage is in the show notes, so go watch both and you guys can let me know what you think. You can be like, yo, bitch, you're crazy. This obviously is real footage. So, so fucking spooky. real. Or you can be like, yo, I'm with you. I agree. And that's totally Francis's hand holding that skull. <laughs> Francis is listening. It'd be like, so funny if he had hand fuck? tattoos. 
but just go fuck. But he had hand tattoos, like Francis, fucking just holding up the. Okay, I wish that'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. Oh wait, mom's three letters, and you have four knuckles there. Mama. Mama. <laughs> Ma mère. Ma mère. Isn't that my mom in French? Ma mère. I have no idea. Ma mère. I just think of mère, which is shit. Okay. So that's really all I have for haunted and creepy stories about the catacombs. Like I said, information seems to kind of be lacking or maybe people are like huge fucking drama queens about the catacombs or something because I was expecting to find a plethora of ghost stories and paranormal hauntings for one of the most haunted places in Paris. But, you know, I was disappointed. But put that together and I have some like really quick honorable mentions because there wasn't any more to elaborate. Mm -hmm. In 1896, hundreds of cat skulls were discovered in the tunnels. Um. And so apparently there was this restaurant that had a well that went right down into the catacombs and the chef was passing off cats as rabbits. And the oh. remains of the cats are just thrown down the well. That's disgusting. And terrifying. Yeah. Poor cats. Yeah. Oh, that's my rabbit stew. What? It's a cat. It's so gross. Ew. Those who have ventured outside the designated area say there's random spots throughout the catacombs and the tunnels where the walls have deep scratch marks. Like people who got lost were trying to claw their way out. Or <laughs> maybe it's the lost souls doomed to wander the catacombs for eternity. I'm choosing that one. That's the one I'm going with. Me too. Yeah. The Barrel of Passion is located in the heart of the catacombs. It's this massive, symmetrical, barrel-shaped structure made of skulls and bones, of course, and it sits in the middle of the crypt. And it's said that the souls of the millions of people that are down there are trapped inside of this barrel. And some people feel really overwhelmed and sick and they'll even start crying if they stand too close to it for too long. Whoa. And there will be a picture on Instagram. While I have uh, this open, I can just quickly show you. This mm. is the barrel of passion. Oh, that's a straight fucking barrel. That's a clean build. And it's from the floor to the ceiling. It's like it's part of the construction. Like it's a pillar. This is part of the support. It almost looks like it almost looks like beautiful in like a like like, you know, when people who make like pottery. Yeah. They decorate it with like intricate kind of details along mm -hmm. it like that kind of looks like that isn't it's not it like the lines across but the lines are built with skulls and isn't it creepy is... how it's actually symmetrical like that's oh it is that's a good ass job right there yep so this is the barrel of passions that supposedly is holding souls of millions of people that people feel really sick around yeah the illuminati is believed to have a secret meeting space underground in an unknown <laughs> hidden chamber of the catacombs but don't try to find them, though, because there's a reason you weren't invited to their meeting. <laughs> I just put that in there for fun. And final little honorable mention. Some people say if you wander the tunnels long enough and venture deep enough and go down farther and farther, you will find the gates of hell. Oh. Well, that would be fucking terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. 
So to wrap this episode up, I have a couple facts for you. Okay. Because the catacombs are directly under the Paris streets, large foundations cannot be built above them, and cave-ins have destroyed buildings in the past. So it is for this reason that there's very few tall buildings in Paris. Oh. And I don't know about you, but I was always told that there's not tall buildings because you don't want to obstruct the view of the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's actually because there's fucking hundreds of kilometers of tunnels under you. Yeah. I can't withstand that fucking weight. No way, man. Yeah. Unless you have a King Louis XVI all over again. <laughs> the catacombs under Paris are by no means the only crypts or catacombs in France. There are several others under churches and cemeteries throughout France, but the catacombs in Paris are by far the largest. Mm-hmm. Final fun fact here, the 2014 film, As Above, So Below, was the first production to secure permission from the French government to film in the catacombs. They didn't alter anything. Everything you see is authentic except for the piano and the car that they brought in there to set on fire in the movie. That's wild that they let them set shit on fire. I know. Like, they're like, yeah, it's fine. You're going to put it out, right? <laughs> So that's the Paris Catacombs. Wow. Hopefully you enjoyed it. You learned something new. Hopefully when we go to Paris next year, I can see that for myself. <laughs> I want to see the catacombs. And uh, for now, I think I want to go and watch As Above, So Below. Mm. <laughs> With the matador in it? The matador. Yeah. The famous matador of As Above, So Below. Which also, <laughs> As Above, So Below is a sick name. Yeah. That's... Like a top tier name for a movie. So is The Descent to me. Oh, yeah. Now I want to watch The Descent too. You want to watch The Descent too? And The Descent too. Okay. I want to watch The Descent as well and The Descent too. Okay. You got that? Yeah, I got that. So, um, you there, listener, to see photos related to this case or to go and watch the Lost Man footage. You can do that by following us on Instagram, Dark Adaptation Podcast. There are also some links in the show notes if you want to just click that. But I mean, come on, go over on Instagram. Say hi. Tell us what cases you want to hear. Yeah. To see the, all of our other sources and to check out, you know, our merch or buy us a coffee or like something nice, you can go to our website, darkadaptationpodcast.ca. Thank you for tuning in. Go watch As Above, So Below, like I'm going to go and do. <laughs> And we'll catch you on the dark side. Hi. Bye. Goodbye. See you, chumps. Bye.